Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. As we come to Genesis 33:1, we see a change in Jacob's demeanor. The first phrase says, and Jacob lifted up his eyes. Many people think that this is not just lifting up his eyes and glancing and seeing Esau coming. No, this is a new, a new start. He goes from being the deceiver, the the, uh, supplanter, the heel catcher, to now I'm right with the Lord. I have been blessed by God. I made things right. Now he can lift up his eyes and he can move on. We have to do the same. If we've messed up in our life, get it right. Do what's right about the situation. Ask for forgiveness where forgiveness is needed. Make things right. Uh, Offer gifts and and, uh, care, truly gifts, not just bribing somebody to keep them off your back. No, trying to make things right, then lift up your eyes and keep going. So he lift up his eyes and look and behold, Esau came and with him 400 men. So here comes Esau with 400 men. And the next phrase says, and he divided the children unto Leah and unto Rachel and unto the two handmaids. So This is Jacob dividing up the children. So we have a contrast. We know it's Jacob, but I want to point out that in this verse, we see Esau coming with 400 men and Jacob is coming with a whole bunch of women and children. So Esau has 400 men under his authority. Jacob comes with women and children under his care. See the difference? One is caring for women and children, providing for them. The other one is a man of authority that has men that are following him. God favored Jacob for a reason. God knows everything. The Bible says he has foreknowledge about everything. And Jacob is a very caring, responsible man. Esau comes with an army. Jacob comes with women and children. It says in verse two, and he put the handmaids and their children foremost and Leah and her children after and Rachel and Joseph hindermost. We talked about that earlier. He wanted them close to him. He, that Rachel was his rightful wife. Then next was Leah in front of them, the handmaids. And he passed over before them. Ah, look at that. So they're traveling together. He has everybody in front of him. He has this uh, entourage of different gifts coming to Esau. He has the handmaidens, but then when it comes time to meet Esau, he passed over before them. So don't ever think, oh, Esau was cowardly hiding in the back. No, it says right there, he passed over before them. And what did he do? He bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. His brother knew what those seven times meant. He's saying, I completely humble myself before you. Remember that number seven shows a picture of completion. And that's why he did it seven times. Oh, and the next verse is so, so wonderful. Verse four says, and Esau ran to meet him, ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And they wept. 
oh, this reunion was not the same as when Laban came. Remember, Laban comes and he said, I could have done wrong by you, but we'll make things right. We'll have this heap. You don't cross over it. I won't cross over it. And, you know, he hugs his children and everything like that. Then he leaves and they promise they're not going to see each other again. This is different here. Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And they wept. You know, as much as possible, families should try to be together. You know, the verse is quoted all the time. How good is it for brethren to dwell together in unity? A lot of people add the word the, the brethren. It's not in there. This could be saying, how good is it when brothers dwell together in unity? The division that Christ brings is because of the gospel. The division that he brings is because of the saved and the lost. Christ does not want Christians divided. There's so much in the New Testament about unity and for sure with families. If you have a Christian family and you've gotten in a quarrel with a sibling, do as much as you can to make it right because God loves that. And this is a beautiful picture here. This idea of you know embracing him, this is brotherly love. This is like I love you, Brother Jacob. He Esau had forgiven Jacob. Jacob had repented and things were good. And he lift up his eyes and saw the women and the children and said, Whose are those with thee? So this is Esau saying, All these women, who are all these? And he said, The children which God hath graciously given thy servant. Again, he's still is speaking with respect. That's because his heart was changed. It wasn't a facade that he was putting on. It wasn't that he was going to act a certain way and then it changed. No, the whole time he keeps speaking with respect to Esau. Jacob is a new man. And notice who he says the children come came from. They came from God. Yes, Jacob was their father and the women were the mothers, but these were gifts from God and our children are graciously given to us for us to rear for his glory. And that's where he says, he's even admitting, I didn't even, I don't even deserve this. And God graciously gave me these children. And then the handmaids came near, they and their children, and they bowed themselves. And Leah also with her children and bowed themselves. And after came Joseph near and Rachel, and they bowed themselves. Everybody is showing respect to Esau. And it says, and he said, what meanest thou by all this drove which I met? What he's saying is, all this company, remember all those different uh, groups of animal gifts that Jacob was bringing. Remember, he sent one and then set another space and sent another, another space in between. And he said, what is all this about? And Jacob replies, these are to find grace in the sight of my Lord. That idea is, I need your favor. I've been wrong. I need your favor. And again, he calls him his Lord. Esau was the firstborn. And instead of Jacob having to go about his own way and force things and make it happen that he was going to be blessed, God would have taken care of that. Esau did deserve the firstborn uh, rights. Now, God declared that the older was going to serve the younger. God would have taken care of that. But Jacob needed to have the right respect that he needed in his life. And so he just want, he's saying, I'm trying to get any favor of you. And Esau says, I have enough, my brother. Keep thou 
keep that thou hast unto thyself. So Esau has plenty and he says, I've been able to work and I have plenty. I don't need this. And Jacob said, nay, I pray thee, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand. For therefore I have seen thy face as I have, as though I had seen the face of God and thou wast pleased with me. This was a big ordeal. This was a big issue. Jacob has been wrestling and struggling over this meeting for a long time, and, and he doesn't want any of the gifts back. So he's, he's just so thankful that Esau forgave him. And that's where he's saying, since I found favor, then please take my present at my hand because I've seen your face. He's saying, God answered my prayer, and it's like seeing God work as I see you. I'm sure there was days upon days that Jacob was taking care of the sheep for Laban that he thought about his brother Esau. He cared about his brother. Brotherly love is a wonderful thing. And they, he thought about those old times when they'd wrestle around as kids. And then he thought as they became teenagers and they're, you know, arguing, but, oh, you can always make it up, you know. This, you got to remember when he deceived his dad and everything, this has been 70 years. He had been with his brother and his brother had gone out of the house, but I don't think he went out of the house when he was 18 years old or something like that. They had been together for a really long time and he's, he's missed his brother. And that's where this answer to prayer is so big to him. He this is like, no, I don't want to keep any of this. I want you to have the, this. So he says in verse 11, take, I pray thee, my blessing that is brought to thee because God hath dealt graciously with me and because I have enough. And he urged him and he took it. I'm so glad that Esau took this gift. Sometimes uh, people really have good intentions and they say, no, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. But, you know, whenever you've prepared something and you get something ready for, you know, a nice gift for somebody, you want them to take it. You want them to have it. And I'm glad Esau took this. And again, Jacob says, I can give it to you because it was from God in the first place. You know, we can be real givers when we know that everything we have is from God anyways. So we get everything from God. It's all from him and we are stewards of it. So why not pass it through, pass it on, give it to somebody else. I I love that idea. I heard a sermon one time about um, a man who said, "I, I think of myself as a channel or as a conduit. He said, and he held his hands above his head, both of his hands, and he said, I get blessings from God. And then he put his hands out in front of him, and he said, then I give those out to somebody else. And the more God blesses me, the more I'm able to channel more things to other people. And this man was a real giving person. And I think that's such a good picture. And that's what Jacob finally came to realize. All this is from God. God has just blessed me over and over. I know as he worked those six years and as Laban just kept changing his wages and he kept saying, well, whatever Laban says that I'm going to have, that's what God allows to um, be born and also be born strong and, and, and healthy. And he knows this is straight from God and he's happy to bless somebody else with his uh, substance. And we should be the same. We can't hold on to our things. Recently, I was really convicted because um, my husband had uh, just loaned out somebody our car to somebody, and and um, and at the time I thought, well, does he need a car? I mean, who else needs it? I mean, do they need it? You know? 
And even as I was thinking, I was like, why, why do I care? It doesn't matter. And then it was like the Lord just smite me in my heart as I heard a sermon about how everything that's, that is ours really is the Lord's. And I thought, God, forgive me. And I asked God to forgive me for even thinking that thought like, well, why does he need our car? Why can't somebody else let him use their car? You know, how foolish of me and how simple to have that thought to my car. Why can't I let somebody use my car? No, anything I have is the Lord. So I'm happy to let somebody else use it for, for the Lord's work. That's so wonderful. And if I can use it for God's work in any way I want to, in anything that I have, we have to think of this as talents, items, money. Uh, you know, if you have a church picnic, what do you got in your house that you can make to bring along? If there's a, um, a work need at the church, what skill do you have that you can help? Everything is graciously given to you by God. Just as, as Jacob says, God hath gracious, dealt graciously with me. And because I have enough, we have enough. We have enough to give to others. And Jacob learned that. And he said, let us take our journey and let us go and I will go before thee. And he said unto him, my Lord knoweth that the children are tender and the flocks and the herds with them are young with me. And if the men should overdrive them one day, all the flock will die. Let my Lord, I pray thee, pass over before his servant and I will lead on softly according as the cattle that goeth before me and the children be able to endure until I come unto my Lord unto Seir. So Jacob's saying, Let, let's journey together. We haven't seen each other for a long time. I'm sure they had a wonderful day together. But he says, well, I'm, I'm going that way. Let me journey with you. But remember, this podcast started out with talking about who's with Esau? 400 men. He, they, they have energy and strength to move it out. Who's with Jacob? Women and children, some of them very, very young children. And then he has all this cattle, all this. He's literally moving his whole livelihood as he goes, you know, it's, and they didn't have a semi truck to put all those cattle in. No, he's having to herd them along. So he says he really appreciates what his brother wants to do. But he says, you go ahead. I'm going to go and I'm going to visit you in your land. Remember that seer is S-E-I-R. I'm probably saying it wrong, but that's where Esau was from. And he says, I will go and see you there. And Esau said, let me now leave with the some of the folk that are with me. And he said, what needeth it? Let me find grace in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way unto Seir. So he says, hey, even though I can't stay, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to move fast. Let me leave some of my people with you just to help. You've got a lot that you're trying to do. They, this reunion was beautiful. And I, I wish that upon anyone who has a family uh, separation, especially Christians that have just allowed bitterness or something to keep them apart. This is a beautiful picture here where we'll talk about later as we go through the Proverbs, how beautiful is it that the brethren dwell together in unity. And that is what we're seeing right here. So Jacob journeyed to Sukkoth and built him a house and made booths for his cattle. Therefore, the name of the place is called Sukkoth. So the word Sukkoth actually means booths. The idea of this is like uh, coverings for the cattle, like not tent coverings, but um, you know, if you're out west, you see those lean-to type things. 
where the cattle can go and get shelter. That's what he built. And he built him a house right there. Now, he's going to leave this house because he's going to go somewhere else. But he actually built a house and he had a lot of things. So he built a house right there in that area. We're going to come back to this. This is a very interesting area that he's at. And I'm excited to tell you about that next time. Heavenly Father, Father, I pray for anybody that's in a situation where they're separated from a family member. I pray that you would give them wisdom and guidance and help them in what they should do in, with the next steps of restoration. Do they need to send special gifts? Do they need to uh, try to meet? I don't know. You know that. I pray you would lead and guide. And I pray that you would restore a family today and that that family would together happily serve you. We ask all these things because of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may He greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following His word.